From Omaha, Nebraska to New York City. From planet Earth to extraterrestrial life in space. A podcast with no equal. Engaged in unconventional warfare through your speakers and headphones. This is a show about embracing the suck, conquering your demons, and finding God in the face of adversity. Chris Tonto Peranto. Twitch is on. Motherfucker, I'm going to shoot you in the face. Ian Scotto. You know, Ian and I have been dating for a long time. You are now tuned into the Battle Line Podcast. The switch is on, Battleline Podcast. Bear witness because we have uh, the legendary DJ Qbert on with me, which I'm really excited for. I'm nerding out a little bit. Uh, you know, as America's Best DJ 2010, recipient of several DMC champion accolades. Too many to name. I mean, because there's been there's several different divisions, but you've just done a lot, man. I feel like you, I have no problem saying legend in the game because how many years have you been doing your thing on the ones and twos? Uh, just since I was uh, 1985. Wow. So technically before I was born. I'm 86. Wow. Okay, cool. And you st- you still look super young. I don't know if you're going to say it's like the, uh, you know, genealogy and all that, but you know, they always get the people who'll be like, <laughs> what are you, what are you drinking? See smoothies every morning. Well, I know you're a, a vegan. Is it all like green drinks and, and that type of thing? Yeah, I mean, like I'm, um, I would have to say I'm 90, 95% vegan. I got, there's a lot so of, what, um, so what does that mean? Like some dairy now and again? Uh, no, there's, there's certain um, uh, vet, um, vitamins that you can't get in vegetables because the government has uh, weaponized the, uh, the the soil. So, you, like, back in the days, you can get all the vitamins in vegetables. But nowadays, uh, because the government has weaponized the soil, uh, you know, they weaponize our food. I don't know if you noticed that or by now. Well, I mean, there's all the stuff with GMOs, of course, and, exactly, and Monsanto exactly. and all that. Yeah, so I'll have to have some organic meat that's uh, free-range um, that, that I have to eat the, to get certain vitamins. And my, my, my girl is a health nutrition uh, expert, and she's been doing this, uh, you know, just as long as I've been DJing, I guess. And, and so I, I, I just follow what she tells me. So you can't technically claim vegan then, I guess, at one time. Uh, I, mm, I, I was always 90% vegan. Okay. I, I, I couldn't take it. I love sushi, and I love... I love sushi. Yeah, so, you know, I, I never really was 100% vegan, ever. I, I've even noticed myself, right, I'll have days, because I'm not vegan or anything like that, but I'll have days where I do pretty much eat vegetarian, and I do notice with me, when I when I go a week and I'm all, like, fish and plant-based, I have no digestive issues. But then when I'll add chicken and red meats, oh, you'll have some of that. Uh. I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm a weird person. Like a lot of people can go hundred percent vegan and all that. I just, I just can't do it. I, I, uh, I gotta have my, uh, little, little bit of, of fish, a little bit of chicken, 
once in a while, a little bit of uh, uh, free range red meat once in a while. Look at this guy. <laughs> food. It's it's good to have, I think, you know, in your diet to have just a good amount of protein and all that. But on the on the same uh, you know token is that I wouldn't technically be vegan but vegetarian. But I think if people do like Greek yogurts and that type of stuff, you could still get a good amount of protein in your diet. I don't know. I just, I just, you know, uh, when I was, when I was younger, I was, I was like really strict on myself and all this. And then now it's like, it's kind of like the guitarist, right? Or in Buddhism, they have this, this saying, like if the guitar string is too tight, it'll break. If the guitar string is too slack, it'll, it, you can't play it. So it's kind of like, you just gotta just be balanced, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of it is, you know, cause outside of radio, which was really what I've done since 2006, I also last year got my personal training certification. And I, I think it's um for a lot of people, it's an awareness of their body and what works for their body, both with exercise and nutrition. Because when I was young growing up, I was eating, I feel like a lot of people, they have no awareness of their body because if you're constantly eating fast food, you're getting no exercise. You don't really know what works for your body because you're so used to putting crap in it and not not really getting like any physical activity in your day. Yes, yes, yeah. I gotta do my my cardio uh, twenty minutes a day, and I'm good. That's what's up, man. So I, you know what? I should say for the audience, what made me bring you on because there's always like reasons. I'll, I'll say this guy will be good for the podcast. The, just the good vibes you put out on Twitter and Instagram, and it's funny to even see people attack you because you'll just be like, "Hey, focus on being out in nature, being one with the earth." And I saw people who are tweeting you back, and they're like you're complicit in this election unless you take a stand and you're like, I'm just trying to spread good vibes here. It's so funny. Yeah. Like what the attitude of people has become these days. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like, um, it's like, uh, it's, it's either their way or the highway. And it's like, you know, I, I've always been one of those people that's, um, that looks outside of the box and, 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 and looks at their things in a different way. And it's like, that's just me, you know, I, uh, I, just like with music, you know, if I, if I was a regular DJ, I would do regular DJ stuff, but I like to scratch and, and play the turntable like a musical instrument. And I just like to be the, uh, the guy that does um, stuff differently, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't know your perspective on this, but I, I kind of see it from your tweets. I see people think that the like the just the earth in general right now, the globe is going through some type of rebirth, it, whether it's negative or positive. There's definitely a huge change in energy throughout the world because there's way more sources where people can get their information. We're no longer like tied to this one vision of what's going on. People have awakened for the better or for the worse, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's definitely an awakening. You know, it's, it's some, for some people that are so into like this tunnel vision thing, it's like, you know, the tunnel is breaking open and, and they're like seeing this thing and they're like, no, I don't want to see that. And, you know, so it's kind of like, but it's good for them. You know, there's like, a, uh, how do you say this? Uh, when when they see the truth, um, they have to go through a, this denial phase at first. And then and then they'll get the truth, you know? Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, and I do want to, of course, get into your DJ stuff that, that we're talking about. Because if people haven't seen your videos, I would say either right now or after this interview, just go on YouTube and you'll be like, wow, because the way that you scratch things and you're able to get to like the exact millisecond of what you want people to hear, you know, these 
these exact phrases that you want to be heard in the scratches. And you've been doing it, as you said, for decades now before anyone was doing that. Like, just get into your, your background in DJing and, and the popularity that it's grown in over the decades. Unfortunately, I feel like now it's almost at a decline with where hip hop is. But you got to see what many would consider the golden era. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, it's just we're into uh, breakdancing and all the music that was in breaking. They had, you know, the scratchy sound. And I was like, what is that? You know, when I when I first tried that, I was like, damn, this is, this is so weird that you can uh, manipulate sound. You can actually grab sound and move it back and forth. It was just the weirdest, weirdest thing. And then uh, I, you know, I figured it's it's a musical instrument. And it's, it's like, okay, so then, yeah, I guess with jazz, you see these jazz musicians and you see these classical guys and they're like, 90 years old, 100 years old, they freaking play till they freaking die. So it's like, okay, I guess that's what we're going to do. And, and and what made you, you know, get your first turntables? What inspired you? Who were the first artists that you heard? Uh, oh, man, that, that's just, uh, let's see, I guess, yeah, at 1985, everyone had a turntable. There was no CDs uh, and, and what's it, what, CDs, uh, there was no MP3s, there was no... Um, iTunes, none of that. It was just straight up. Uh, uh, there was no uh, 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 streaming. It was just everyone had a freaking turntable, you know, to play records and stuff. And it's it's still amazing to this day that people still buy records. It's 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 really weird. But um, yeah, that was our, our thing. And you know, you can everyone had the, had the opportunity to touch the record and and move it back and forth. And so it was just that everyone was doing it. Kind of. Hey, but which which artists were like the first that you heard that it just you gravitated towards it? Uh, just any, anything in hip-hop, uh, because hip-hop was just coming out when I was a kid. I think there was a song called Rapper's Delight. I mean, I know there was Of course. <laughs> You're like, I think there was a song called Rapper's Delight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, unless I was in a different dimension or whatever. But yeah, uh, and there was a Planet Rock. Uh, and then so yeah. one of two different worlds of hip-hop. So it was kind of like a more of an organic hip-hop and then it was an electronic hip-hop. And so those worlds were coming together and it was the punk rock scene and everything was rebellious. So hip hop was a re, uh, kind of a rebellious music in its own way, too. So it was like the punk rock kind of version um, for like the, the, the ghetto or whatever. And it was um, it was just it was the craziest music, you know, like on the radio, you had all this weird commercial music. And that's that's all you would hear. But if you tune into these weird stations with all this static you would hear you would hear hip hop, and it was like, "Dang, what the hell is that?" And and, and kids on the streets um, had these boom boxes, and they would play that music. And I was like, "Damn, where are they? Where are they getting this music? Because you're not hearing hearing it on the radio." And that's still to this day, um, all the greatest music is not on the radio. It's like it's hidden. You have to dig for it, or you have to like uh, go in these weird. Um, you have to find these weird uh, uh, stations or. Now it's like more of you have to uh, know the websites for all the weird, good music and stuff. And, and, and so it was a hunt and it still is a hunt. And so that was the excitement of, of, of life to, to hunt for this weird music, even to this day. Yeah. Is it weird to you how it's gone from being, you know, I just think of right in my lifetime, early in my lifetime, hip hop was so uh, dismissed by the mainstream, even when you think of like, uh, if you watch uh, you know, Ice T's behind the music when he put out Cop Killer with Body Count and you had the president being like, this is an outrage. And to now 
where hip hop is such a part of the American and worldwide mainstream that it's, it's almost like it's lost its danger. It's lost its edge that, I mean, if you hear songs on the radio now, it's stuff that would have been like two live crew would have been fucking banned 20 years ago is now just a part of American culture. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm deep in the underground, so like the stuff I listen to is just kind of like, it's 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 really surprising. Like, wow, this is a beautiful stuff. You know, it's like it, it's it's almost as if time has stood still in like the golden age, as you were saying, like maybe the '90s, yeah. and, uh, and it's still in that world now. And but they're just developing that world, and so uh, those type of artists are the ones I'm listening to. Whatever's on the radio, usually the, the mainstream radio is like I don't even know what's on the radio anymore. I, I, I for years there there's these artists was it Britney Spears, uh, who, who, Taylor Swift. Uh, I don't know. I don't know one song <laughs> of them. I don't care. And, and it's like I'm in my own dimension. Like I, I found these these weird artists that are, that are, are truly amazing. Like uh, have you ever heard of um, uh, 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 Conway or like uh, West Side Gun or, or Benny the Butcher? Or, I, of course, know Benny the Butcher, yeah. Yeah, that whole click, there's, like, it's all, like, in the 90s, and it's it's totally beautiful, like, that. There's so many artists, like, uh, Muggs, DJ Muggs producing with them. Oh, of course, of course. A ton of people in that in that world, and that's that's kind of, like, the, the dimension I'm in. Yeah, and it's also kind of cool how, like, all these years later, people will still care. People will still go out to shows when we have shows again. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it's cool to see these people who may have had their one hit or their era of the nineties, but all these years later, um, it's a smaller fan base, but it's people who still stay true and loyal to what they do. Yeah. I wouldn't even say the smaller fan base. Sometimes I listen to a, uh, a uh, uh, serious XM and there's a, uh, like, um, uh, who's this guy? Static selector. And you have, yeah. Uh, what's the guy's name? Um, uh, damn, he has- are you thinking of the guy who was in nonfiction on um, DJ clips? Oh, that, dude, DJ Clips. Oh my God. Well, anyway, these these, these guys are static selector at any given time on on, on the day that he that he's playing. Uh, um, it's at the smallest amount of listeners is a million people. So you know, I wouldn't say it's a small thing. I th- I think it's a worldwide phenomenon. But it's underground. But if you counted the people, it's like it's it's ridiculous. It's kind of like Trump. Like you think no one, everyone hates him, but his freaking following is the, is like the most ridiculous. You know, something like that. Well, it's also that you're in Los Angeles and I'm in New York. I'm on Long Island, which is a little bit different. But yeah, the country, I think there's like this middle America, America that everybody forgets about. Yeah, I'm in San Francisco, by the way. Oh, okay. I always think LA, you um, know, but um, uh, you know what I wanted to ask you about? Why, why I'm in like this, this zone, because I'm not, I'm not like main, you know, I'll, I love everyone in LA, but like sometimes they get a, it could be a little bit Hollywood, uh, 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 what do you call biased? You know what I mean? But yeah, but I can't say that because you know Muggs is 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 in LA and he's so he's underground too. I think you know he's he's kind of in both worlds, but but because I'm in Frisco, it's like I, I'm not I'm not uh, tainted a little bit by other influences. I'm just like strictly underground. I think. Well, the thing is, also you've played shows all over the United States. And and overseas. Uh, yeah, yeah. My the following is a worldwide following. Like I'll just go online. Sometimes I do these live live things uh spur of the moment on like um Instagram or, or Twitch. 
And I've been seeing, I feel like all throughout the pandemic, like you are taking advantage of this and thousands of people are watching you scratch just live doing a set. Yeah, it's weird. And I'll, I'll just say, hey, where are you guys from? And all this, these weird Arabic writing and peer, people from different countries. I don't even know these countries. I'm like, damn, it's like a worldwide thing for like, for, uh, you know, like, I guess like a hip hop artist as, uh, as myself that's into just a certain niche kind of thing. It's like, it's a worldwide like fan base rather than a, a, a like a community that lives in, in a certain area. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> No, I know I know what you mean because I feel like underground it probably used to be more about where you were from and now everything is online. Everybody could discover this one, you know, this one artist from an area that is completely in another part of uh, on the globe. You know what I wanted to ask you about? You were saying you start you've been doing this since 1985. So it's probably I'm thinking off the top of my head about 10 years later you hooked up with Cool Keith. Yeah, yeah. Cool Keith comes from that same world with Ultramagnetic. What are you saying? He's from where you are. Yeah, exactly. And and he comes from that same world where you're saying of breaking and everything with ultramagnetic MCs. Yeah. So what was the story of you coming together with Cool Keith? Because I think the Dr. Octagon project, the first album especially, it was so magical. It was you and Dan the Automator and, and Keith, these guys from different cultural backgrounds, just the album cover done by Pusshead, who people know from like the Metallica albums. And it was so different and futuristic and unlike anything that's been heard before. Uh, we just, you know, that's, that's just our thing. Um, we love all those elements, you know, like um, super underground hip hop beats and, and scratching and, and, you know, adult MC. But um, you don't want to, you want to know something that's really weird is that the daddy automator uh, put us together and he had no clue that, Cool Keith's birthday is the same birthday as my birthday, but get this, get this, Dan the Automator's son has the same birthday as me and Cool Keith. How weird is that? That's crazy, man. That's <laughs> written in the stars. It really is. That's how did uh, thing. Yeah, and and how did you guys get hooked? Because as you said, Cool Keith is a New York guy. You're a California guy. Oh, once again, uh, Dan put it all together. He he's like uh, the uh, the maestro, I guess. And so uh, that that was weird to me. I, I was uh, pretty starstruck when I when I met Cool Keith too. I was like, what the hell? You know, well, he's I, so I, unique. I, I there's no one else really who does what he does. Nah, and he so has, unique, definitely, definitely original. Definitely. Yeah, there's no one else with his style, and he really innovated a style. What was what was that whole era like of putting together the album? Did you feel that you captured magic? Uh, you know, I was just, I was just scratching on, on the album, like, like, okay, whatever. I'm, I was young. I was like, okay, I'm, I'll scratch on this. I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. And then later it came out and people were like, Hey, that, that's great stuff. Dr. Octagon's pretty cool. And then, wow, that Dr. Octagon stuff is pretty cool. Everyone just kept, you know, coming to me and I was like, really? I, you know, I, I didn't even trip off it that it was a concept album. I thought it was just a, oh, we're just putting something together, you know, cause a lot of times, I would scratch on these artists' records and it'd just be like, ah, whatever, you know. So I wasn't even tripping off, but yeah, now now that I uh, I look back as a kid and I, I first listened to it, I was like, wow, this this whole thing sounds really good. <laughs> 
Yeah, and it reached a demographic, I feel like, who wouldn't normally even listen to Cool Keith or hip-hop. Like, I remember there are Dr. Octagon songs that were in skate videos and, and that type of thing, which probably led to you doing things in video games and and all different, just different things that were not a part of your life prior. Um, yeah, I think it just resonated with people. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I mean the lyrics... Keith, uh, you know it's it's so amazing because you have to keep, you have to rewind it a lot of times because he says all these things and it's like it's just hilarious. You know, some MCs they say, "Yeah, I'm doing this, boom, 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 this is my day and stuff," but he doesn't talk about like the normal shit. He talks about being in outer space and having sex with aliens and, and the weirdest shit, meeting guys with fucking penises on their forehead, and it's it's just the, the most ridiculous shit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all very uh, abstract. I love it. It's it's like it's, it's art. He's painting a picture with his words, and, and it's like a, taking to a a, a a psychedelic Alice in Wonderland on planet whatever ball set. <laughs> so you know what I wanted to mention to you about Doctor Octagon was after high school, I was working at a record store when there still were record stores, uh, Tower Records, which. It was like the end of an era when that place closed. And I got to be there until the the very bitter end. Um, but I remember there was an album that came out called Dr. Octagon 2 on, I I think it was, one, I don't remember the exact independent label. And it was, it, it had Cool Keith on the cover in an Islanders jersey. And it basically came out that these were tracks that he never wanted released. They were stolen somehow. And these were put out without his permission it sounded nothing like what you guys did prior. I remember buying it just to be like, what is on this? And it was, you could tell it was kind of throwaway tracks. I felt like, uh, and then after that, he put out the return of Dr. Octagon, which didn't feature as far as I know, from what I remember, didn't feature Dan, the automator beats didn't feature any scratches from you. And it wasn't until more recently that he put out the moose bumps album, which was like the classic magic that you guys captured, did some shows, got to see you in uh, in Brooklyn, but did, did you have any um, reaction to seeing those CDs come out and being like, why am I not on this? Because to me, I feel like Dr. Octagon was a group effort. It wasn't just Cool Keith. Uh, no, no, I just, I really never tripped off it. The, 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 the Dr. Octagon thing was uh, like a group thing. I just thought that was their thing. I, I, I really thought that was Cool Keith's thing or, or Dan the Automator's thing, and I was just, I was just like kind of the guy they say, hey, throw some little decorations on here. Cool. Okay, now next, get out of here. You know, I really thought like I had nothing to do with, with it all. And so if, if someone thought of the Dr. Octagon uh, album as, as, a, as a whole thing, it, it was like um, I never saw it as that. And so probably Keith saw it as that too. He was like, yeah, I'm Dr. Octagon. I don't need those guys. So he probably just thought he could do it like that as well. I, I don't know. Um, what were the, what were those shows like for you coming back with the Moose Bumps album? Because they were they were pretty packed for a project that was fifteen years ago. I thought it was awesome. I was like, "Damn, this is this is pretty uh, this is pretty cool to to um, to be a part of this." That, at that time, I I knew that it was like, okay, yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a trifecta thing. You know, it's like that whole that whole project was like it had three uh, you know interesting artists. And um, and so to have it come back again was like wow, you know, this is like a, a memories or, or like a, wow, this is going to be a big thing. And all of a sudden, it just uh, it just stopped or whatever. I don't know what happened. But. 
think yeah, the, they were so cool to see. So kind of uh, fast forward and now you're talking about doing the streams on Instagram and people coming in and watching them and you getting to interact with your audience that you otherwise wouldn't be able to with shows not happening. Uh, what do you see happening and, and how have you been spending this time? Because you're certainly making the most of it. There's a lot of artists out there that are just, fuck, I can't do shows. Hilarious. Yeah, it's uh, people, are, are, you know, I, I, I learned a long time ago that uh, uh, music is, is uh, like, it's not about money. It's about putting stuff out there to make people happy. That's what it's about. And, uh, you know, the whole car- karma thing is your money. So when you put it out there, it's going to come back to you, right? So just do it for free. So I was like, oh, cool. This whole uh, quarantine time is perfect. I could just concentrate on the art. And and, and I looked at I looked at it as a, as a super positive, you know. So I got I got uh, my album done, which is a, a prequel to my first album. My first album was uh, called Wave Twisters, and we made it a movie out of that um, first animated hip hop movie. Uh, and now it's called um, Wave Twisters Zero. It's the prequel. Like it goes back in time to see how all these characters started and every song, I think there's 24 tracks and every song is a, is a, a story of how all these characters came to be. That's so cool. And did you record that in your own home studio because yeah. with how things are now? Yes. Yes. I got like three studios at the house and just have fun this quarantine time. It wasn't even quarantine time for me. I, I went out every day, enjoyed nature. I, I, um, I didn't even wear a mask from, from day one till now, I never wore a mask because I found out that you haven't the entire in the state of California. Nope, I was the only one. I was walking around like, looking at these people, just laughing like, "Man, these guys are crazy." It's like because um, it, it all it is is like a, a little cold, right? If, when you catch that cold, it just goes away after a day or two. I'm sure if you if you're unhealthy, it's gonna be a bad for you. But if you're pretty damn healthy, like like I am, I I um I was like, I don't need this mask. Plus the the, the, the COVID is so small, it will go right through all those masks. None of those masks work anyway, so it's, like, hilarious. So I so I was just, like, loving life during this time. And, and I got to finish my album. And, um, um, man, it's just been awesome. The only time I wore a mask is when I went to the groceries. And that's it, just to be respectful for everyone. But, yeah. the, the irony is that you were wearing a mask before anybody on stage with Dr. Hawk. Hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'll, I'll post that online. I'll tell people, man... Forget those masks, and they'll post like a mask of me and Doctor Arkham. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, because you showed up in the whole like doctor's outfit. Yeah, yeah. So we had the we had the doctor's mask on. The, yeah, that it was cool, man. The whole energy of, of those shows. Um, do, are there going to be any uh, features on your album? Uh, you know, I, I'm actually coming out with two albums. So I have this album, which is it's all like scratching instrumental, like nerd stuff. Uh, um, and then right after that, I have. Like what you're talking about, like with Cool Keith, uh, I'm doing this uh, album. It's called Galaxian. Uh, it never came out on vinyl, but it's going to come out on vinyl. It has like it even has Cool Keith on there too. But so it's of, stuff that you recorded a while back. Yeah, this is an older album called Galaxian, but I have some new artists on there just to like put uh, some bonus tracks on there. But it's it's a really great cover. The the, the art is beautiful. It's by uh, Mars One and uh, Brendan the Blob and. That's coming out too, uh, right after the Doctor Octagon. I mean, the, the Wave Twisters uh, origins. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Did you have any any plans of touring or doing any DJ shows or anything that got squashed? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. All the DJs had that. A lot. I had a lot of shows lined up, and all of a sudden, bam, it stopped. So, all right, this is a uh, time to get in the lab. This is the universe saying, you know, time to finish this. And I got a lot of a lot of stuff done. I got a lot of new 
nerdy scratches down and, and it's, it's a, it was a pr- very productive time because there's nothing you could do. Yeah, exactly. So you could either just sit around and watch Netflix or be productive. The choice is yours. I mean, everything, everything, if anything negative, you could turn into a positive, you know, and if you, if you didn't do that and now it's like, it's almost over, it's like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. You kind of wasted your time that whole time uh, worrying. Um, yeah. Instead of being, uh, being, uh, looking at the, the bright side. Yeah, that's true. And that's been a big theme of this show is just people taking the negative, turning it into a positive, making the most of circumstances, which is totally your philosophy what, from what I've seen. How how did you really develop that philosophy and, and staying positive? Because I feel like most people who have that went through something tragic in their lives that turned things around for them. And they said, all right, I'm going to make the most of things. I've I've been here and done this. And now I'm, I'm, you know, ready to, to restart and, and reboot and come back better than ever. I mean, you know, it also goes back to, I had a car accident a long time ago and I couldn't, I did not know this, get into that. Yeah. So I had a car accident a long time ago and I couldn't do anything. The doctor was like, you'll never walk again. I was like, oh, hell no, I, I, I could walk. And, um, and so I couldn't do anything. He's like, okay, oh, just, just sit, just, just stay home and relax. And so I had to heal. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I can't ride my bike for a while. I have to heal up. And so I just practiced scratching. And because of that, uh, for, for weeks and months, I could just stay in my room and, and scratch. And when I finally healed up, it was like, oh, shit, I'm, I got a lot better at DJing. <laughs> so that kind of taught me this lesson as well. Like, oh, this, we're back at this again. Can't, can't do anything. Might as well, you know, go and train, get in the, uh, 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 in the dungeon and create something. That that's awesome. And how do you how do you think you can inspire other people to have that? Because so many people, I think, tend to look at the worst of things. They, as you said, are either sitting around worrying, procrastinating, waiting for something to get done for them, and they don't take the initiative to make something happen for themselves. I mean, some people some people are a little bit like they they can't figure it out, you know. And some people could figure it out. I, I you know, it's like. I don't know. It's, it's tough. You know, you tell them something and they don't listen. So, you know, but uh, you know, this is for the people that will listen, you know, like the universe is there to work through you, you know, to help you. Sometimes I'll, I'll make music and I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to, where do I start? Where do I start? It's kind of like, you're kind of not doing it in the first place. It's kind of the universe is working through you. You know, it's like, it's like uh, people that are like, oh, I, I invented this, I invented that, just I made this up. I used to be like that, but it's not really like that. It's God is working through you, you know. So you kind of like just gotta, you just gotta start, and things will magically happen. It really works like that. I swear, it really does. Uh, sometimes it, it won't, but you know, you just gotta keep on experimenting, and it will. You know, it's like it's almost as if you got these guardian angels behind you, and they're like. Um, all right, let's start. Let's start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make something for you, but you gotta like move your body to make the angels work through you, you know. Uh, and so uh, it's just for me. That's for me. Everyone else is like different, but for me, that's how it works for me. I'm like, the other day I was looking at my my drum machine. I was like, damn, where do I start? Where do I start? And I was like, I, I keep on, I gotta slap myself and be like, it's it's not me. It's 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 you know it's 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 a. It's a higher force that, that's making it happen, you know, and it's like, it sounds silly. It sounds all like woo spiritual and all that, but it, it's, for me, it works. And the proof is in the pudding. I got a lot of shit done by just letting, just letting it flow. Just, just go, just practice, 
just make a beat, stuff just starts to happen magically. I swear to God, it just does it. Yeah, and sometimes that's a humble way of looking at things, to not look at yourself as uh, this creator of, of whatever it is that you've made. It's that God has given all of us a certain talent, and we need to discover that and use it to the best of our ability. Yeah, it's it's a, a, a Mug, DJ Mug said it the best. He said, um, he said, you got to respect your art. If you don't respect your art, everything everything falls apart. And that, that was one of the biggest uh, uh, inspirations uh, that I got. I'm like, oh shit, I better respect my shit, or else, you know, the bills don't get paid. You know, or if you're you're as an artist, you don't blossom. It's like a flower, right? You, you, or or whatever. It just keeps blossoming, continuous blossoming you know and if you stop that blossoming if you stop feeding that plant you know the um the nutrients or, or honing that uh, uh taking care of that the growth it's it's uh it's just gonna stunt it and and you know it's like it's almost like the what do you call that the rabbit in the hair you know like the tortoise in the hair yeah the hair, yes just it, it goes and you know but the rabbit's like ah, i'm i'm good i already invented some shit i'm gonna take a nap and all of a sudden after a while the freaking you know, the tortoise passes you up. You just got to, you know, place a brick every day, place a brick every day. And after a while, you have a freaking castle. Yeah, I, I and I'm sure you've heard this time and time again for me with my thing with podcasting is it's I get asked all the time, how do I start? What should I do since this is what I've been doing? And I'll give people tips, but I've seen it where I, I, I give people the, the best of what I can. And then a year later, they're like, yeah, I'm still thinking of starting this podcast. With the- <laughs> you, you just got to make it happen. I'm, I'm sure you've probably heard it from someone who wants to put out an album, wants to DJ, and a year later, two years later, nothing. You just got to go, man. I, I just having to talk about with Mixmaster Mike from the BC Boys the other day. Um, he's also in my crew, the Invisible Scratch Pickles. We, we're going to start working on. He's amazing. Yeah, we're going to do another album pretty soon. Uh, another Invisible Scratch Pickles album too. Um, anyway, I was talking to him the other day. We were talking about how like to get you know, to get motivated. And Mixmaster Mike said, it's a fight, bro. It's a fight. Some days you don't want to do it. You just got to fucking let's go. Boom, boom. And, and, and that's also motivation too. You know, you know, you gotta just, I think I've, I've mentioned this before on previous episodes of the podcast, but I'm a huge fan of uh, the artist, David show. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah, sure. Um, amazing, yeah. yeah. So he did this amazing podcast, which you guys could look up if you're listening. And I think I, once again, I've referenced it before, uh, he took it down, but it's on YouTube. If you look up uh, how to be a master of the universe, David show. And one thing he said that resonated with me is he said, inspiration or no inspiration. You got to get there and create. He's like, I don't care if you're in a black room with no lights, nothing else going on. If you're a true artist, you're going to create. And he's like, you might get home from your deed to your day job. He's like, you want to jerk off. You want to watch the Simpsons. You want to play video games. He's like, cool. All of that is great, but you know what? You're not a fucking artist. If a real artist wants to create all the time, inspiration or no inspiration. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, I, I uh, when I get stuck on video games, I freaking I freaking take that video game. And I'll fucking hide it and shit, or I fucking. <laughs> I forgot. Like sometimes I'll be like, "Damn, what the fuck am I doing? I'm a, I've been here for like a couple of days now. I, I'll, I'll seriously like just hide that shit because that's that's like that's a. I mean, it's cool to relax and get away for a little bit, but but you know, it's it's uh. I, and I started looking at my music as a video game now. Like life is a video game. It's like, okay, if I if I can be this freaking good at that video game, imagine if I took all that time and, and thought of this as like, as also you know you're playing as well, uh, what you're doing uh, as an artist. 
Do you do you have an addictive personality like that where you'll be in, on a game for two days? Yeah, I'll, shit, more than that. But um, that's why. So it's like when I snap out of it, I'll, I use that addiction towards my art, and it's much more fulfilling because it's like you know you're gonna make the world a better place. It's gonna make you more happier. The freaking video game does not make you happy like in the long run. I mean, it'll make you happy for like for that time, but after that, oh boy, you'll be depressed. And so it's like when you realize that, it's like okay, this. This is um, the most ultimate video game is life. Yeah, Chris and I talk about it a lot on the podcast, the people who get, and I stay informed, but the people who get super hung up on politics, that it is every single aspect of their life. I mean, you're you're wasting your time. You're, you're not going to be on your deathbed remembering, like, arguing with some guy on Twitter. Uh, well, it depends. Like, if, you, if you're looking at, at the future of humanity, and if you know a lot of secrets uh, of what what's going on, have you been following the whole thing about the um, uh, uh, um, the whole uh, election? Uh, what do you call it, the email? I mean, the mail in ballots that ha- it's been. A- oh yeah, absolutely. Have you have you seen what Trump did? What what he uh, that he watermarked everything before, and then it's all those fake ba- um, e- uh, what do you call mail in ballots don't have the watermark now. So like, oh shit. We che- uh, they found they like those those are all frauds. All the, all the, all the ones without the watermark are all it's all cheating. It's genius. I, I'd have to, and here's the thing: I do have to see what is what because some stuff's going to come out as confirmed, some stuff's going to come out as not confirmed. Yeah, but there's definitely suspicious stuff. Oh, it's on. beautiful! I love, For sure. I love it. It's all coming out. It's it's so amazing. It's like it's like damn. It's like five D chess. It's it's so beautiful. I I love it. And and it's weird because. If Chris was here, I'm sure he'd talk about it because of the fact that he's done work overseas and all that. But it's showing America goes into other countries and says, like, this is how you have a fair, legitimate election. We need to install this uh, democracy here and we can't even get it right ourselves. It's pretty pathetic. Yeah, it's beautiful because it's now it's like um, everything's being exposed and they're going to have this new thing for the next election. Uh, It's a uh, was it a blockchain blockchain uh voting now so you can't you know how like there's a cryptocurrency you kind of can't you can't cheat on that like everyone sees what's going on with the um the cryptocurrency now it's like uh uh, they're gonna have this whole uh system where you can't cheat anymore because of course they just cheated the whole time in in the the whole elections and that's all gonna come out real soon it's actually coming out right now if you're following the super duper underground shit that's going on well, if you've looked at our previous guests, we have had Alex Jones on the podcast, which was pretty cool, man. And I do think with Alex, it's like I've said it before on the show. I don't agree with everything the guy says, but whenever um, whenever there's a concerted effort to deplatform someone from every single place, whether it's here on Apple Podcasts or Twitter and, and Instagram, it's like, why are you so scared of this guy? And he said it on the podcast that they'll allow like actual Nazis and actual white supremacists on those forum, on those platforms. But for some reason, he is like persona non grata everywhere. Oh, what what do you you mean? Just the fact that he's deplatformed from everywhere. Alex Jones isn't on Twitter. He's not on Instagram. He's not allowed on Facebook, you know, not allowed on YouTube. uh, I wrote a list of uh, around 20 um, truth seeking sites that have got deleted off, off Twitter off Facebook, off YouTube. And it's like, why would you delete? What are you trying to hide? What are you guys trying to hide? It's obvious they're trying to hide something. 
And so, um, yeah, I, I've definitely always believed, you know, the, what, no matter what's, what your political beliefs are for the listeners, it's, I think that the key to getting truth out there is more speech, not censoring people. Yes. Free, freedom of speech. And it's like, I think people are cool enough to know what's, what's right and what's wrong. You know, it's like, why are you deleting all that? What are you hiding? It's like, it almost makes it more obvious that, that there's something there's something wrong. And, and that's what's the beauty about 2020, you know, the 2020 vision thing. Everyone's going to see all this shit that's happening. And it's, um, I, I heard all those sites are coming back to real soon. We shall see, but, uh, are you hopeful that you'll be able to do sets as a DJ 2021 or what, where do you think that's all going? Oh, super hopeful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, what do you call it? all this? It was, uh, they're trying to turn the, see what they were trying to do is turn this whole shit into a communist country. But it's not going to be like that. So that America was like the last country that would um, that would turn into uh, um, that is the last free country, right? So that's why everyone was hoping that uh, it doesn't turn communist. You know, they're trying to hide all this shit. Like they don't want you to see um, that we're going to be a free country, but it's going to be a free country. It's it's all coming up. It's it's beautiful. I'm wondering with as someone who's got to travel the world doing what it is that you do, have you just kind of encountered communism overseas and you're just like, this is this is not what I want my country to be? Ooh, yes, yes, yes. We even even in the Philippines uh, where um, my parents are from, they had uh, a thing like that. It was uh, when first time I seen martial law, I was like, oh, shit, you can't go out and all this stuff. And it, it was crazy. I mean, they almost had that here with the whole um uh, when the whole things, all the riots first started out here a few months back, and it was like, oh man, we're gonna have uh, a martial law. That's that's like the start of communism, and it's like, and now it's like, it's not gonna happen. It's it's uh, it's great. <laughs> I love freedom. Fuck that. This is lost. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I I feel like I ask this every time I have people on the podcast because it's a very military centric podcast with Chris Peranto when he's on. He was like, I'm doing family time tonight. So that's that's why I ended up recording two podcasts in one day. And this will be out the following week. But have you ever had military members say like, yo, Dr. Octagon is is what I was listening to when I was stationed here or there or anything like that? Um, Not Dr. Octagon, but some of my stuff uh, from the military. Yeah, a couple of times. Never- that's cool. How does how how does that resonate with you? Um, maybe they were talking about Dr. Osgon. I don't know, but I just heard people say that like, Hey, I'm in the military. I listen to your stuff when I'm training or whatever. I'm like, damn, that's great. So it makes me almost like want to sometimes like, like on this new album, I actually, because of the military, I made a few tracks that are like, if you're training, yes, it'll, it'll get you pumped to go. There's there's actually one character in the, um, in, in the new album where he was like, have you seen that movie? They live by any chance? Yes, great movie. Okay, okay. So this is Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah, there's a character in there that uh, he was like he's a, a militant guy, and all of a sudden he puts on the these uh, glasses and he's like, "Oh shit, I see what's going on now. This is a whole freaking uh, uh, a reverse psychology thing." And he wakes up in in the middle of the song, and the song changes and all this stuff. And so that's that's just kind of like a pretty now that'll get you going a little bit. That's cool. Yeah, and and I feel like um, I've heard just from different people that we've different artists we've had on the show, whether it's Josh Travers from Muir or uh, the guitarist from Puddle of Mud. We've had all different people on, but it means something to them when they hear that military members are listening to their music and it's getting them through a tough time or getting them to to get to you know accomplish their goals. 
yeah, I mean that that's what that's what they signed up for, right? They're trying to protect us, and and, and you know we gotta we have to like be very grateful to them. Yeah. So what? When can we expect to to hear the new album and uh, the and also the just any new projects? Yeah. So there's there's a uh, um, if you get the vinyl, uh, if you go to thudrumble.com, you can go and uh, uh, order the album. But you can also download nine free tracks on there. If you go to uh, djcubert.com, you can download nine free tracks, and you, and you know they're all they all sound different, and and, and every character has their own personality. And uh, I think there's 24 tracks. If you get the, there's a special bonus seven inch um, set with the album, which is called the uh, uh, I guess like some bonus adventures of, of Wave Twister. And that has that makes the whole album come to like 27 tracks now because of because of all these extra you know extra guys in there. That's sick, man. Yeah, How'd you come up with all these characters? What's that? How'd you come up with all these characters? Okay, so if you watch the movie Wave Twisters. You'll see all these uh, different characters in there, like the artist uh, Doug One, who's in the uh, Morning Breath, and they make all the art for the for the uh, for the album. Um, you know, you can just see all these characters in it. I'm like, damn, I should make a song out of that character. I should make a song out of that guy. That person would be a dope character. So I just grabbed every single freaking weird character. They're all they're all bugged out, and um, so I made a song out of all of them. And, and, and I'm glad this whole COVID thing happened because I got it done. It was like a big task. And mapped it out, yeah, that, and everything. It was like it was, I, I felt like I was George Lucas mapping everything out. <laughs> <It was> crazy. <laughs> there's a, I mean, there's a lot of creative energy that has to go into that, and and really thinking about developing these people and and making that in the form of music. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it was like uh, just experimenting, experiment, making a beat, and it's like oh, that that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Oh, this one can go with that guy, and then after a while, it's like oh wait, I mean that actually this it can go with this character a little better, and switching up and. Oh man, it's just it was it was involved. Uh, I I think I have the storyboard right here. Let me show you. Nice. I got to see this. The audience won't see it since we're uh, audio only, but oh, I will get okay. a glimpse of this. Well, anyway, yeah, this is like wow. All right, so that's you know what this looks very much like to describe it to the audience when I've seen people who are like bands who are putting together albums. Yeah. It'll be this is the guitar track. This is the drum track. This is the bass. And yeah, you have everything mapped out on a giant whiteboard. That's yeah, so, so cool. Like uh, these are all the good guys, and these are all the bad guys. So it's an equal amount of of, uh, of characters that are good guys and bad guys. And, and um, anyway, it's almost like what? What's I, I'm wondering? What's like the main message you're trying to get across with this theme? Well, it's always been the same message, uh, like the message from from the first album, where where like um, the, going back to the beginning of our interview, the commercial music is kind of like. How do you call it? The the magic. Um, they're blinding the people with a certain. Just listen to this, you know. And where this is beautiful, other music that's in, in the underground, and, and it's like they don't want you to have that. It's like they want you to just. They just want you. They just spoon feed you this certain uh, uh, narrative, and it's just like the government, like we were talking about. They're just spoon feeding you this this narrative of how the world is is when it's really. It's not like that, you know. It's like there's this, there's this, there's this other shit that um, that um, that's even better that they don't want you to see. They don't want you to know about karma in school. They don't want you know the real. When we go out there to help people, they don't want you to know that that we're all one. We're all here to 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 create things to um to um to make the world a better place. That's that's the video game of life. They just want to just give you the video game so you're stuck in this world where you don't create. And so it's like kind of that's the whole message of, of 
all these characters, like all the bad guys are trying to hide hip hop. They're trying to hide the, the real hip hop, but give you fake hip hop. You know, it's kind of like, uh, they, they, they want to keep your spirits down. You know, it's like, because, um, because they're, they're, they're just using our energy. I don't know if you know, have you heard of like adrenochrome and, and, and how we're being a farm? This whole planet is a farm. Are you into all that stuff? No, but let's get into it. Okay, shit. Uh, well, are you into aliens at all? I, I mean, I, I like hearing things, you know, and I, I was definitely an Unsolved Mysteries fan, so I, I like all that stuff. Yeah, okay, so this whole... Were you, were you ready to storm Area 50 Wonder and that whole thing? I mean, that's been stormed, and there's, of course, when you storm it, they're going to freaking hide everything. Um, so, so this is like a freaking... Let's just say this is our galaxy right here, right? Like, there's so many freaking stars in our galaxy that there's more stars than there are sand... Then there is sand on the beach. You already know this, right? Yeah. So for every freaking star, there's planets and, and solar systems, right? Every every star is like a solar system, right? And so, like, there's like so many stars here, and uh, at the edge of the freaking galaxy is our sun, a little ass miniature ass piece of sand, right? That's a sun, and that's our planet. That's Earth right here, right? So we're we're kind of like we're in the freaking boondocks, right? We're like in a, uh, we're in uncharted territory. Um, we're, we're like on this island. This whole solar system is a freaking far-ass island that's been inf infiltrated by these these evil um, uh, extraterrestrials, and they're using us as as food, if believe it or not. And, and so there's this drug that that they can eat from from these uh, children, and that's have you heard of the human trafficking thing going on? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, so that's what they're doing. They're taking these kids and they're freaking eating their pineal gland, which is the drug. For these um, extraterrestrials, and it's called adrenochrome. Have you heard of that? No. No. Okay. Well, so that's what we are. That's pretty much what this whole freaking planet is. It's a drug farm. We're just fucking cattle to these aliens, and they're fucking eating us. Our, our, our all these, um, uh, all the, the adrenochrome. They're, they're just eating that, and so that that's all coming out too. If if just just take it out, check it out. Adrenochrome. A D R E. A dream, A D R E N O C H R O M E, Adrenochrome. You'll see it, but check that out. So anyway, okay. So the freaking album is about is 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 how they're just you know using us as a farm, and it's um we're just one of many thousands of farms on the outskirts of this galaxy, and it's like we're just freaking cattle. And so we're, we're at this time, we're breaking out of that. Because like I said, it's 2020. We're starting to see this. And we're, so we're breaking away from the evil right now. It's like, you ever, you ever notice why there's so many freaking vampire movies? Vampire TV show this. Vampire movie this. Freaking uh, interview with a vampire that. Fucking Bram Stoker's this. So many freaking vampire movies because it's a reverse psychology. When people find out about this adrenochrome that they're freaking eating off all these, these people, it's like, oh, you're just watching movies. Oh, you're just watching the vampire shows. And that's what they want you to think. Dude, you are you are on a roll tonight. That's all I gotta say. I'm sorry about that. I'm just I'm I'm deep. No, I love it, man. I feel like you have a you have a lot of things that you wanted to get out. I'm, I, I'm deep I into this. I mean, believe it or not, it's fucking, you know, do your research and you'll be like, holy shit, this is like this is old news to 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 people that, that know about this shit. 
This is sick, man. I, I love that we got into all different yeah, types of territory Alex tonight. Jones, Alex Jones is deep into that. Check it. Oh, yeah. No, of course, man. Talk to him about um, but that's the, that's the cool thing about this podcast. We get to talk to people from all different walks of life. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what's next on the horizon after these are out? What do you see going on for yourself as 2021 emerges? Uh, I, 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 um, I just continue making art. You know, it's like it's it's. Uh, that's just what we do. It's our, it's our goal. Like I said, uh, life is a video game, and the the rules are who can make the world a better place as much as possible. And so that's just that's that's my that's my new game right now that I'm deep into, and I'll, I'll keep, keep continuing to make all these projects. After this, I'm going to make a, a a sequel to that Wave Twister Zero. Maybe what they're doing in between and stuff, and and, and or I'll continue the the Galaxian series with you know me and Cool Keith, and I, I got a gang of rappers on that album. Um, so that's coming out too. And I'm always, you know, I'm nerdy. I'll, I'll keep scratching. You know, we're all born with, uh, you know, a gift to make the world a better place. It's, 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 when we discover that, it's a beautiful thing. 100%. 100 and, and I think that is completely the message of this podcast as well, is that, yeah, we all have a talent. Some are yet to discover it. Some are too busy being preoccupied with other things that are probably less important than discovering that. And as you said, making the world a better place. I mean, that's what uh, you're doing. You're, you're like this uh, gatekeeper and you're just putting out all this knowledge for everyone. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's wonderful. I, I, I really appreciate you coming on, man. So it's thud, thudrumble.com yes. at DJ Cubert on Twitter, on Instagram, wave twisters coming soon and check out Dr. Octagon. The moose bumps album was the last one. Great album. It was cool to see you guys do a collaboration too with Deltron 3030 because I never knew if uh, I didn't know if there was like a friendly relationship there or or some type of beef there because I feel like what they did with that album it, it was very similar to what you guys did and I didn't know if it was like are they biting us or was there some collaboration there so it was cool to see come together and, and put a song out. Oh yeah, that's the homies. Del. I even did a song with Dell. He's on my Galaxian album, and um, I should do a track with uh, Kid Koala. I've done a track. I think I scratched on one of his songs, but I got to get him on one of my things. I, and he's he's a great producer. I, I, Kid Koala is like that. They're all that's just all the fam. Kid Koala is extremely abstract when you hear his stuff. It. He's he's unlike anyone else. I, I love it. I love it. We're on like the same type type of vibe. Uh, we we kind of grew up together in the D, the DJ scene. And yeah, that's the homie. That's what's up, man. All right. Well, any last words of wisdom for the uh, battle line audience? Uh, I'm just, I'm just happy to be in this time of awakening and it's a beautiful thing. And it, it's, uh, we're transitioning into this world of, of more loving people. And, oh man, it's just, it's just amazing to be alive. Like, it's almost as if like when we were in the spirit form, like I want to reincarnate into this time to see the transition into the new, the new era of of, of freedom (laughs) and stuff. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Well, that right there wraps it up. Huge thanks to DJ Qbert for coming on. You guys got to check out his work. All the links will be in description uh, to check out all the music that you heard him speak on during this episode. Absolute genius. The guy's work is phenomenal. So I suggest you all do a deep dive on DJ Qbert. That's it. Ad free this episode. So leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media, and you can follow me on Twitter at Ian Scotto. See you next week. Have a great week. Stay strong.
and never give up. That's all for this episode of the Battle Line Podcast. But we'll be back on Monday with more American Straight Talk. Until then, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Battleline Podcast and on Twitter at Battleline Pod. To sign up for future Battleline tactical courses, go to www.christantoperanto.net. Believe in yourself, face all challenges head on, and as always, never quit. <laughs> <laughs>